Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Voices with a Cause, run by the brand Voice. I am Zoe Cher, I am the CEO of Schmooze Media, and I am the host of this wonderful podcast. Today I'm talking to Lauren Ott, and she is the Chief Kits Officer of Kits for a Cause. So Kits for a Cause is a social enterprise, which means that they have a business that makes money but they have the extra purpose baked right into it. They engage groups of people and giving back through kit packing. What's so cool about this is that people can touch and feel the items they're donating and really give back to the end user right from their hands. At the end of the day, they're profit for purpose. My name is Lauren Ott, and I am the Chief Kits Officer of Kits for a Cause. And I hands down have the coolest title in the world and have never met anyone with the same title as me. Um, so that makes me feel extra special. But I um, run a social enterprise uh, that's the parent company of the Bargains Group. So Kits for a Cause, we're a social enterprise. And the best way that I frame that is we are for profit, for purpose. So people often get confused are you a nonprofit? Are you a charity? Help me understand. Am I making a donation to you? Um, but no, we are a business. Our business's purpose has extra purpose with it. So our purpose is that we want to engage the entire country, the entire world in giving back meaningfully, but also with the most impact. So the last thing we want is people's hard-earned dollars to go to a donation that isn't actually going to the end user that they want it to or to a donation that isn't going to make the biggest impact possible. So what our uh, purpose and our mission is that if we engage groups of people in giving back um, through kit packing, then they're going to see, feel, and touch the items that they're donating to the end user, to the person who's in need, and they're going to feel so much more connected the charity is going to get the benefit of receiving those kits and being introduced to a new donor, and the individual receiving that kit is obviously going to be able to use the supplies, um, be able to access items and basic supplies that they need um, and often are in desperate need of. And then on the flip side, everyone is coming together to support this common cause. So at the end of the day, we're for profit, for purpose, and our purpose is to make the biggest impact possible. I asked Lauren about how these kit packing events are set up for participating companies. How are events booked? And what exactly is a kit packing event? Kit packing looks a little bit different depending on the group. So the really cool thing about kit packing is that I keep calling it a choose your own adventure. So what type of kit packing, what type of giving back do you want to do? Do you want to give back as a family? Do you want to give back as a school? Do you want to give back as a company? Now more than ever, people feel so disconnected from the community around them because we're being told that we can't leave our doors, um, that we can't go beyond kind of our bubble. And so instead, what kit packing looks like now um, is that it could be a COVID safe in-person event that you have under 10 people, everyone's physically spaced out, wearing full PPE, but they're coming together with this common cause of putting the kits together and then donating them to a charity. On the flip side, you might have a family coming together around a dining room table who's 
chosen as a family, who they're going to be giving back to. Um, and those are really some of the most special moments of, of just a family deciding who are we going to kit pack for? And it's always the individuals and it's usually the kids saying, no, I want this cause because I want to learn more about this or mom and mom and dad or parent or guardian, whoever is at home, um, understanding through their kids eyes what what causes exist around them and what causes actually exist within their community. Because if you're a family or you're an individual who hasn't necessarily had to use certain social services, you may not be aware that they're just around the corner or that you walk by that building every single day and you had no idea there was a homeless shelter there or that there was an individual in need. And so there's a great opportunity for us to come together, regardless if it's virtual or in person, um, and be able to pack kits that will support someone in need and someone who um, might be having the worst day, but you're able to um, provide them that hand up through the supplies that are within the kit and then also that sense of someone is thinking about you and someone has taken the time out of their day to do that. And then the last piece, so in terms of um, companies, so for a company, I mean now people feel disconnected from their team. Some companies are deciding that they're no longer going to have an in-person office setting. Um, but what we allow is that you're not only able to pack in person, but you can also pack virtually. So we've had so many groups who have done virtual kit packs, virtual volunteering, all from the luxury of their home. They receive their kit pack in a box on their front step. They pack together the kits while either on Zoom or they engage their family in giving back. And it's a great way for a company to remind their employees, here's where you're choosing to wake up every morning and sit in front of that computer screen and go, nine to six, nine to seven, nine to nine, because people are no longer working um, under the traditional lens of a nine to five job where they have that kind of severance of I'm walking outside and, and I'm no longer at work, but people no longer have that turnoff moment. And so what companies are doing now through us is they're gathering together groups of people who are so hungry to see people not on a work-related call and to connect with people and just have normal conversations, but it's actually been really special because you can connect not only a team, but you can also connect across the country. And so we've had multi-city kit packs that we've had offices from Surrey, BC to Calgary to Newfoundland all come together on this call where they wouldn't have been able to do so before. So they're all giving back to their local communities under that big umbrella of we're a company that cares, we're a company that gives back, and we're also able to connect as a team and, and meet each other there. So it's been really cool to see that. Lauren and I talked about intentions. Does it really matter what the intentions are behind the kit packing events when ultimately the participants are doing something good? We touched on the big question. Can you make money while you're doing good? Why is making money sometimes seen as a bad thing? And how can that idea be flipped around? So where people get confused about social enterprise um, is often because we think of the only way you can give back is through a charity. And, and oftentimes, and many times, and now more than ever, charities are desperate for money and desperate for funding because most of the charities across Canada and many of the social service agencies, they spent all of their annual budget for 2020 in April and May. A nonprofit's fiscal year starts April 1st. 
And so as of April 1st, think of how high prices were for sanitizer. Think of how high prices were for masks. Nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody knew what to do. So we were getting calls from homeless shelters, from isolation centers, from hospitals, you name it, saying, we have no idea what we're supposed to be doing. We're terrified because we have too many people in too, many, in too close of a space. What do we do? So of course, we worked with them from our wholesale division because Kids for a Cause is powered by the Bargains Group, which is a wholesale provider to nonprofits. And so we supported them. But what we continue to hear now is now that we're approaching holiday season, now that we're going into the winter, nobody has a budget. Everyone spent the entire, their entire annual budget. And so where the question is of, we're a business, we're making money off of kit packing, how can you feel good about that? At the end of the day, if someone is coming to us, a donor is coming to us, whether it's a company, whether it's a family, whether it's a faith-based organization gathering together their congregation or their community, if they're coming to us and they're purchasing the supplies, it means that the charity is not purchasing the supplies through us. We supply every single charity across the country with basic supplies. So when they get donor funding, they call us and they're like, Lauren, we finally have money. We can buy boxers. We can buy underwear. We can buy socks. We can buy hygiene items. We can buy bedding, linen. So when they're coming to us, they're spending their money on socks and underwear, not on housing, not on innovating, not on serving more people. But when we flip the model to go direct to a consumer or direct to a business or direct to a group who wants to do good, this is like, it's the perfect matching. Someone who wants to do good, someone who's doing good, we are the matchmaker for good. So imagine now you've got a company who has money and has a budget to give back to engage their people. They might be choosing between going bowling, going to axe throwing, going to an escape room or kit packing. So number one, we know that they're gonna have the best experience possible when engaging their team, when there's an element of giving back because people wanna feel connected to their team, but they also wanna feel connected to the community. So it's a win-win for a business. On the flip side, the charity is able to ensure that they're getting their items off of their wish list, off of their daily basic supply needs, that they're getting those items checked off because we work directly with them. So we're not informing based on nothing what's going into the kit, but instead we work directly with the charity to find out exactly what they need at that time. So for us to make money off of the supplies, do we make money? Yes. Do we make a ton of money? No. We're a below discount wholesaler. We're not making millions off of 50 cent toothbrushes, but instead we're able to flip it. What if now the charity is no longer spending money on socks, underwear, hygiene items, bedding, linen, etc., but they now have this donor funding that's coming into them no longer spending money on supplies, but now spending money on housing, now spending money on innovating their program, now spending money on expanding their program, because unfortunately, the pandemic has only widened the cracks that existed in society. So the need is bigger. The need is bigger. And as of last October in 2019, shelters were already at capacity. So as of 2019, if shelters were at capacity and now people are even more in need, we've got an even bigger problem to solve. So we have even more reason to make more money off of kit packing because there's so much more need. And people have even more reason now to feel connected. And so really it's a win-win-win. I asked Lauren, 
why this is so important to her on a personal level. Lauren says she bases her career and life around a personal compass. For her, that compass has been the concept of impact. She began her career in politics, but became frustrated with the amount of red tape between action and impact. She then worked for a large school board, but again was not seeing her work making an impact in the community. She took her experiences and understandings about the power of community and the power of education and moved into the nonprofit sector. Here's where she really came to appreciate that people inherently want to do good, but it's not easy. You shouldn't have to feel that you have to give everything you have or that you have to sacrifice a ton in order to feel like you can give back. And oftentimes there's this idea that if you're a business, you're only in it for profit. And if you're a charity, you're doing it selflessly and you're almost like a martyr. So if we take that idea, here are two groups who do really great work. Businesses know how to operate, they know how to innovate, they know how to adapt, how to pivot based on what's happening in the world. And charities know how to socially support human beings and individuals. And so what if we take this idea of connecting the two together? Because there's a need from the business community and, and just a community in general, whether it's a school or a family, etc. There's a need that they want to feel connected, but there's this disconnect because charities are really good at being social workers and, and helping individuals, but they're not supposed to be corporate babysitters. And so what if we take this idea of melding the two together to create a, either a CSR plan or to understand what is their cause and how can we help connect them? So what if we take those ideas and not try to recreate the wheel? Businesses can continue to function as a business, but they can build in a give back component into their DNA. And I think that that's really important and that now you're seeing in terms of shifts, you're seeing now for recruitment, for retention, millennials, and especially Gen Zers who are coming into the workforce, they're not giving any option. If a company doesn't have a component of giving back and purpose within their mandate, within their business, they won't choose them, they won't stay. That's what's making people stay. On the flip side, charities need to find ways to innovate and to continue to adapt and, and answer new issues as the social issues continue to grow and, and like I said, the cracks continue to widen, but instead they need to have the proper support. So they can't be solely relying on government funding. They can't be solely relying on individual donors like ourselves, but instead if they can find an innovative way to be a strategic business partner of a local business, of a company, then it's a win-win for both. So through that, what we've seen with kit packing is we can properly engage teams, everyone from a receptionist to a C-suite executive, everyone from a kindergarten student to a university student or class, anyone and everyone can kit pack and it's accessible. It allows people to come together, whether virtually or in person, and it also allows them to see, feel, and touch what's actually being donated. And people have issues with charities right now because there's a question of transparency. So if people are questioning transparency and they don't know where their don donor dollars are going, it's that idea of going to a coffee shop and being asked, Zoe, do you want to donate $2 to a local charity? Well, no, I don't want to donate $2 to a local charity because I have no idea where that $2 is going. I have no way of following up on the impact of that $2 has, that, that $2 has made. What's the compound effect? Is it, is it going just to 
some type of admin role? Is it going direct to the individual? I have no idea. It's not a question of do you have $2? It's understanding where is that $2 going? So if we can flip the model and say, now I'm gonna take that $2 and I'm gonna give you four hygiene items that can go to an individual in need, you're gonna say, yes, absolutely. I wanna give that, but I actually wanna give that times 10. You're gonna give even more. When you see where your dollars are going, you're going to give more. People no longer accepting the idea that you can just write a check and feel engaged by this charity, but instead you have to see, feel in touch, feel connected. But we also don't want to make it inauthentic that we're just parading around or um, parade it, what's the word? We don't want to exploit the individuals at the charitable level. So oftentimes people will say, well, can I come to the shelter? Can I come to the charity? And there's a hesitation there because it takes away from the authenticity of the program. Um, it also doesn't allow the safety of the program and that safe space. And so what we've done is you can do a kit pack anywhere. Like I said, it can be your dining room table or it can be in your office space. It can be anywhere. Um, and it's safe for everybody, but also really respecting the program and, and the magic that they've created on a frontline level. I, I think that that's where people get confused with social enterprise because it's getting beyond the idea that you have to sacrifice everything. It's, it's the idea of like, imagine, imagine you heard on the radio or in a newspaper that a local charity is using funding for purpose or for um, personal gain. So it's, it's that idea that people are skeptical naturally they're skeptical of, of where is the where is the money going but when you flip it and you have a social enterprise the more profit a social enterprise creates the more purpose they're driving and so to me as a business and as someone who's really passionate about social enterprise i believe that this is the future of giving back i believe that there is no reason to have more charities in this world. And, and I'm always struck by people will come up and say to me, you know, I really wanna start a charity or I have this idea for a new charity. We have so many charities, especially here in Canada and beyond too, but there are so many charities doing incredible work, but they don't need more charities in the space. They need more collaboration. So it's going back to that idea of being a strategic business partner to that charity and vice versa. How can this charity be a strategic business partner to this local company? And, and understanding what's, what is their strategy? What's their priority for the year? And is there something that they can meet um, in terms of common ground to fulfill both of their purposes? And so for me, social enterprise is the only way to go. Um, I'm not saying we need to get rid of our charities. We've got incredible institutions, but we do need to look at how are we innovating, how are we adapting, and how are we pivoting based on what we're seeing um, and based on not just what we're seeing um, in terms of the needs, but also based on what we're seeing in terms of how people want to engage with a local nonprofit or a local charity. Um, because it's, it's not that idea of, I mean, there's two parts. There's two kind of traditional charities. There's like a walkathon model that, Zoe, you're running, or you're walking a walkathon and you reach out to your community and say, can you sponsor me? I might do it the first year. I may do it the second year because you're my friend. But by the third and the fourth year, I have no affinity. I have no connection to this charity. This charity might mean the world to you, but I don't feel that connected because I'm not walking. I'm not doing any of that. And when it comes time to tax season, I've got no idea who I donated to. 
when it comes to who you were donating to. So I have no connection, but if we can find authentic ways to connect you to a local charity and connect your community to a local charity, think of how powerful that could be. Not only are you going to get the donation power, but you're also going to get the championing of that local program. So when someone says to me, hey, it's tax season, who should I donate to? I've got a long list of incredible organizations that I feel connected to, that I feel I can engage with, and I'm gonna connect my community to them as well. So it's really that difference of of finding how can you be a strategic business partner um, and, and business doesn't have to feel icky when you're giving back. Instead, it can feel really empowering that you can come together, understand the common goal, and, and pass the finish line together instead of one having to pass in order to give the other. The world right now has a really great bullshit meter. People understand when something is authentic and they understand when something is just being put on. And there are so many examples, and, and I'm not necessarily saying to support cancel culture, but there are so many examples of businesses who have tried to just slap a, a like a cause marketing piece out there. So in, in that case, I think that community is, is more important now than ever, um, because I think we have the comp, we as a community need to come together and, and we need to advocate for who we want to survive as a business and as a company, and, and we do that through the dollars that we spend. And so um, if if we're not paying attention to that, then it's on us as well. So I don't think it's just on a business, I think it's on the consumer as well. Um, if, if you're not deciding who you're spending your dollars with, every single time, to me, I mean, we just saw a huge election in the States, every single time you spend money, that to me is, is placing a vote. So you're voting for that business to survive. And, and I'm not necessarily saying that everyone's in the privileged position that they can make that decision in every moment of their life. But if you're able to, I think it's really important for you to understand where, where are your dollars going? The same way that you question where your dollars are going with a charity, question it with a business too. It's so important to understand priorities. And so um, when I say kit, kits for a cause and kit packing is a choose your own adventure. It doesn't mean that every single time they're hosting a kit pack, it doesn't have to be under the guise of a give back event. And and that's where I think it's really, really powerful because if someone is having an issue and they need support and change management, what better way to bring bring a group of people together and and have that team building bonding experience through giving back. And so while that might not have been their give back day and it might not have been a part of their CSR strategy when they were looking at the year at a whole, to me, I'm, I think that's even more powerful that they're choosing every single time that they can to find ways to give back. So it doesn't have to be in that traditional, today's give back day and we don't do anything else for the rest of the year, but instead it's, it's finding ways to give back in every action and every engagement that you do. And that's really the difference of, of where I see that strategic business partner piece, because it's not just the, here's when we pull the charity in and, and when we have the big check and photo op moment, and then we don't see them again until next year, but instead it's, it's pulses throughout the year. And it's pulses of ways that you're choosing to give back. And so whether it's change management, whether it's um, a team that wants to come together, it could be um, we've also done really fun kit packs 
uh, at, I mean, trade booths don't happen right now because of COVID, but at conferences, we've seen people try to make their booth actually stand out and show what type of company they are. Um, and so we had, we had, I can name names. We had CIBC who said um, they wanted to, they were going to a university uh, recruitment event. And so they said, we wanna show that we're not a boring bank, but that instead we actually do give back and we allow our employees to give back too along the way. And so they, they flipped the model. Instead of having a regular trade booth with a bunch of promotional products that have branded items and you have people coming by and they're only coming by because they want that free swag, so instead they flipped it. They had an entire kit pack laid out on their table. And so as people came, the recruiters were actually able to have a really intentional conversation with this potential candidate the individual was able to suss out, is this the business I want to be a part of? And they were able to have that authentic conversation and moment while giving back. So imagine the power of that. If you were able to do that every single time, flip it. So give it to a sales team. We had a large company who, they were even more boring than a bank. They were like PVC piping company. I don't even understand what that means. But they had this, they had this large trade booth um, in New Orleans. And so they said to us, there will be 10,000 people coming to this conference. How are we supposed to stand out, not amongst 50 booths, but amongst hundreds of booths? And, and tens of thousands of people are going to be coming through. And so we said, okay, take this as a moment to understand when are your dead times during the day that you want to make sure that your sales team is optimizing that time. And so again, is this just a give back moment? No, this is a strategic business partner of understanding what is their priority. Their priority is to talk to as many people as possible, as many prospects as possible. So in advance of the conference, their team reached out to all of their prospects and said, hey, we wanna help you give back while you're in town because they're not local. We wanna help you while you're in town, give back, but still be able to enjoy the conference come by our booth, decide on a time, come by our booth and pack a kit for the local food bank. Instead of being everybody else, why not find a way to stand out in someone's mind? Everyone will remember where they gave back to the local food bank. No one will remember where they got the stainless steel straw that has a logo on it. Lauren and I spend some time talking about work-life balance and what it personally means to have your work be about helping others. One of the things I've struggled with through running Schmooze, and even before then when I was a teacher, was devaluing how much time I should spend on myself because I had a more important work to do to help others. The truth is, what I've learned is that if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of business. And if you can't take care of business, then you can't make that impact. So what was work-life balance to Lauren? For me personally, um, I, I, I don't live a life of work-life balance. I live a life of work-life integration. So just to be very clear, I've never, I've, I've never left at 5 p.m. I don't know what that's like. I'm sure the roads are a little bit more crowded. Um, but for me personally, my cause has been creating community because I've seen um, throughout my life the power in community. And so where I find a lot of excitement and where I spend my time outside of my workspace, um, but still integrated within my workspace because I'm very connected um, from the social agency perspective, um, 
where I get excited is in connecting people to do good. So it's very much aligned with my role now. So it's understanding what do you need? What do you need help with? And is there someone either in my network? Is there someone in the community? Is there something that I can do to gather people around you to help support you? And that could be anything. It could be a friend dealing with a tragedy. It could be a business looking to grow. It could be a local nonprofit in need of something. It could mean anything. But to me, um, I see there's so much strength in community. There's so much um, power in the idea of coming together and that idea to come together for a common goal that doesn't necessarily serve you personally. I think that's the difference. So it's, this doesn't necessarily serve me personally now. I'm not doing it because now you owe me a favor, but instead I know that in strengthening a community, we will have a better world around us. But ultimately what I felt our conversation really left me with was this idea of a personal compass, one that guides you every day. And this takes me back to core values how important it is to have them individually and to have them with the companies you're working with. If your compass and the company's compass that you're working with are no longer aligned, it doesn't mean that you're not both working towards important things. It just means that you need to change your roadmap up a little bit. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Voices with a Cause, where we talk to brands who care about how they use their voices to make social impact changes in the world. Make sure you subscribe to this channel for updates. And if you liked today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend or comment. I'm always happy to hear from you. I'm Zoe Cher, and this is Voices with a Cause. See you soon.